Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5. And welcome to our Luton listeners also who are tuned in this evening listening to us. I hope everybody is driving home safe and good and warm in this chilly weather. Mashallah, it's been very, very cold. Lots of frost this morning and the forecast is for more frost tonight. So please do keep warm wherever you are. And especially a message to our pregnant mums out there to keep safe and keep warm. Make sure that you have uh, good shoes that you won't slip or fall, inshallah, and uh, hurt yourself. Um, as this evening we're going to talk about pregnancy, that's, that's what reminds me in, in giving you that message indeed. Alhamdulillah, this evening we have Dr. Aisha back with us again in the studio. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam, Kathleen. Jazakallah for inviting me back. Oh, you're welcome. Always welcome to have you back, mashallah, mm-hmm. mashallah. As you may remember, listeners, um, very professional obstetrician and gynecologist. Trainee. Trainee, trainee still, yes. Trainee, yeah. I'm a senior trainee at uh, Birmingham Heartlands Hospital at the moment. Mashallah, mashallah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Lots of experience behind her, mashallah. And this evening we want to talk about that. We want to talk about maternity because there's lots of changes. We were just having a little chat there when we were settling into the studio about the changes that are happening. But let us start at the beginning. Let us start talking about a mum who thinks she may be pregnant, not quite sure, what would she do? Would, could she go and get one of these uh, home tests that you can buy now in the chemist? I think, mashallah, that's the way most mums come to a GP or a primary care provider initially, mm-hmm. saying they've done a home test, mm-hmm. either from Boots or one of the pharmacists or, you know, in a superstore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've they've tested and they found it's positive. Um, you know, it's just about looking at the test stick, making sure you follow the instructions carefully. You wait for a certain number of minutes, making sure that you can see whether the test is positive or negative. And alhamdulillah, now most boxes have a very clear indication of what's positive and negative. Usually, if it's slightly positive, so the line is faintly there, mm-hmm. the likelihood is that it might be positive. Um, but there are some errors within that. It, it could be a false positive, so saying you're pregnant but you're not. But that's that's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it shows you, it shows up as positive. You're pregnant, mm-hmm. inshallah. So, inshallah. And I believe there's even some out there. It's very different compared to when I was pregnant with my last uh, child, who was 19 now. So it's a, it's a, times have changed in the last 20 years, where uh, now they can even tell you the days, how many days you're pregnant, I believe. Mashallah. You know, technology and science has come a very long way. Mm-hmm. Um, people can now tell uh, with these sticks, especially kind of in terms of weeks or days, how pregnant you are, because it tests a certain hormone within the urine. Mm-hmm. And and it kind of sees how risen that is. And depending on how high it is, it can tell you approximately how many weeks pregnant you are. So it's fantastic. I mean, I don't, I think it adds a little bit of emotional value. Um, but until your first scan anyway at the hospital, you're not going to get your absolute due date or your exact number of weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I think it is fun and it's mm-hmm. lovely. But for people who don't want to go have to go out and spend that extra 10, 20 pounds, whatever it is, mm-hmm. It's not necessary. If you've got a pregnancy positive test, you know you're pregnant Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of slot into the maternity system. Great. So that's great advice for our listeners because sometimes when you're produced with all of these tests in front of you, you get very confused. Which one should I get? Maybe I get the most expensive one because that's the most reliable one. And you're paying for a bit extra that you don't really need. You don't, you don't actually need it. I mean, you can use just the ones that we have in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 
the basic standard ones, which are your normal standard boots, um, Tesco, drugstore, anyone. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, all you're checking for is the presence of the pregnancy hormone. And if the pregnancy hormone is pre- present, then you're pregnant. Um, but obviously, yes, some women do like that additional bit of information, mm-hmm. um, especially when it's their first or they've been wanting a baby for a long period of time mm-hmm. to to know how far they are along. So mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, it, like like in life with most things, some things are applicable to some people yeah so it's a pick and choose it is indeed great and of course for some people it may be a surprise or a shock we were actually delivering one of our pregnancy to three programs recently and we were asking parents about their emotions when they found out that they were pregnant and for most yes it's great and they're they're delighted about this but for some actually they were quite negative emotions going around there as well Mm. Uh, I didn't plan this how am I going to manage only just returned to work I have younger children children my older children are still quite young so all these emotions are going on for them as well and uh, uh, if it's especially unplanned Mm. I think that can be definitely difficult to face Mm. um, especially like you're saying if if it's not planned Mm. Um, which is why I think sometimes people find doctors and midwives quite odd because whilst you're in the throes of your pregnancy Mm. somewhere during your pregnancy when you see us we'll ask you about um, what you're planning to do in terms of not having a child after mm-hmm. this or are you planning to have more children mm-hmm. and they're a bit like what I'm, I'm pregnant right now are we talking <laughs> about this and the only reason is because you know we want to make sure that you're ready for the second one or third mm-hmm. one after if, mm-hmm. if that's what you want mm-hmm of course it's important to plan and let your body recover and uh, before you start having another pregnancy because long term wouldn't be good for your health if you had one pregnancy after the other after the other indeed it's, it's difficult for especially a lot of our mums now work and, and this is the way the environment is to pay for a mortgage or the society is to pay for a mortgage two people need to work so we do need some planning in there definitely I mean yeah. we plan and then he plans inshallah exactly he's the best of planners so you know we can only do as what we can and then if, if you're meant to have a child straight after you will irrespective yeah. of what you're yes, taking exactly <laughs> exactly I, I actually have seen a lot of that um, during my days as a midwife I have seen people that uh, have said they have sterilization and still became pregnant mm. and they say oh it'll never happen it'll never happen and I always remember this you know Allah is the best of planners because it it can happen, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm sure it's very rare nowadays. But it it still Allah knows best, indeed. Alhamdulillah. Great. So we we have found out now that we are pregnant by these these sticks. When should we make an appointment with a GP? It, should we wait a little bit, you know, and just uh, make sure that we are pregnant, leave it go, or should we pick up the phone? Is it better to go get in early and make an appointment early? Um, I would say when you do find out you're pregnant, book an appointment with the GP or some practices actually say, you know, if you know you're pregnant, book directly with the midwife straight away or the okay. practice nurse. Mm-hmm. But you do need to let a health professional know um, for, for many reasons. One is that sometimes it takes a little bit of time getting the paperwork in place, getting you within the maternity system, mm-hmm. getting your scans booked. So you mm-hmm. want to give yourself adequate time. I mean, most women find out they're pregnant about, well, five, six weeks because of the kind of the cycle and the time delay. So mm-hmm. by the time you're in the system, you get the paperwork through, um, you're ready for your first scan between 10 and 12 weeks. Mm. So I think you don't have to call up the GP and request an urgent appointment per se, but mm-hmm. definitely, you know, let the health professional know after you've called up your family and let them know you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, definitely let a health professional know. Mm-hmm. Also, if there's any medical emergency, if you've got to have any x-rays, you know, for any reason, if, mm-hmm. if you're unwell, um, one of the questions always people ask you is, are you are you pregnant? Because medicines that you take, procedures that you have, x-rays that you're exposed to can have an effect on an early fetus. So, you know, mm-hmm. early on between before the first 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's really important to 
have that on your record that yes I am pregnant mm-hmm. um so it just creates awareness, make sure appropriate management is tailored for the lady. Mm, that's a, a very interesting point because, you know, we go to the dentist and we have these little x-rays with just like a cone to our, our cheek and we mm. don't think it's like an x-ray because it's so small. So that would be important for your dentist to know as well. Definitely, definitely. I think most dentists, most of them tend to be slightly reluctant to do it. Um, mm. There's, you know, varying evidence about that, um, especially at what times it's unsafe in pregnancy. Mm. Um, but yes, the dentist will always ask you, is there a chance you could be pregnant? Mm. And maybe sometimes <coughs> parents might know. Um, you know, it could be very early like this and it could be just before the test. So... Mm. If you're mm-hmm. unsure, you can mm-hmm. always, um, they have, you know, the shield, the, yeah. the, the kind of shield you put on yeah. um, and you just put it over your belly mm-hmm. um, and kind of upper legs and upper thighs. And that just kind of, it's, it protects against the radiation. So if you're unsure, mm-hmm. but if you do definitely know you're pregnant, mm-hmm. um, then I, obviously I'd raise it with the, any health professional. Great. And when you're going to your GP, do you need to, or your health professional, your midwife, whoever you're going to, do you need to bring a sample of urine with you yourself or will that be asked for in the clinic or should you be drinking a lot of water? Or what, <laughs> what, is the, what should parents or women be yeah. doing, actually? Because, you know, these are things women have been thinking about but don't have the opportunity to ask and are, think they should know all these things. No, of course, <laughs> it, it can be a very, it's an exciting time, but it can be quite confusing as well. Um, what I'd say is uh, different GPs work different ways Mm -hmm. um the way obviously with with myself when i went um and i was pregnant i I didn't have to take a sample because you just went and obviously they take your word for it that Mm -hmm. you know you're pregnant you're Mm -hmm. sensible enough to have tested yourself and you know get into the maternity um system um some people some places will say especially the receptionist might say oh congratulations you're pregnant make sure when you do come to see the the gp or the practice nurse bring a sample of urine with you Mm -hmm. I think as a fail-safe, just take the first sample of urine in the morning um, mm. and you get these small bottles from the GP or the receptionist that you can pick up mm, mm. and just take it with you. If you don't need it, mm-hmm. that's fine. You can chuck it away. But if mm. you do need it, then you're not having to wait mm-hmm. extra, especially because yeah. obviously sometimes waiting times are quite long. Mm-hmm. Then you're not having to wait to pass some urine to then test it. Mm-hmm. Um, most midwives practice nurses or GPs will take your word for it that you're pregnant and Unle- mm. unless you are confused that oh it was slightly positive I wasn't sure if the line was there or not there those circumstances they'll definitely do it again mm. great great uh, that's super knowledge to know indeed so here we are now we are pregnant there's a lot of happiness and joy going on the family knows about it you've made your first appointment with the GP you've gone into the GP or you're going into the GP what would you expect when open the door of the GP or the midwife or the health practitioner what are they going to do there besides testing and confirming that you're pregnant is there anything else that we should be aware of um, they might start you with the maternity work, the book that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, they might, you might actually start your maternity book, your handheld records in the hospital itself. Mm-hmm. So every place is slightly different. But obviously, aside from congratulating you, they might ask you about your general health, any medical problems you have, because mm-hmm. then they want to be able to risk assess you to see whether you need to be seen with the consultant or the GP needs to see you in the first few weeks of your pregnancy, or you can just enter the normal maternity system. Mm-hmm. So they'll just, in, in a way, do a bit of an MOT on you. Make sure you're well, um, you know, do blood pressure, just check your check your fine and mm-hmm. coping with pregnancy well. One of the main things they will actually check is whether you're taking your folic acid, your the, the vitamins that's, that are required for mm-hmm. this early stage of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Most women, mashallah, now I think with the media and exposure are aware of this and start taking this even before they conceive if they are planning to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very, very important because it it prevents a problem 
um, that occurs when the spine fuses, uh, when the skin mm. fuses over the spine. Okay. So um, the folic acid protects against that. So it, it makes sure that the skin covers the spinal cord in the baby and that conditions spina bifida. Mm. So the folic acid is very important. It doesn't mean that if you've missed taking it for the first four weeks because you didn't know you were pregnant, mm. that you will have a baby with spina bifida. It's highly unlikely. But once you do know, it's important to start taking it or at least start taking it before you conceive if you are planning, inshallah. Brilliant, mashallah. So these are the medicines that are recommended medications mm. to, to take uh, mm. vitamins. Do the, and, uh, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there, and some, especially for first-time pregnant mums, and they think, oh, I'll be examined, I'll have an interior examination, and they, this is how they determine if I'm pregnant. Oh, alhamdulillah, no, I, I, no, I don't think anyone would have to even uh, lay a hand on your tummy or do an internal examination or anything like that, because... It's not necessary, um, mm. you know, that kind of comes up, inshallah, in the second session when we talk about it with that comes up towards a point of labor and um, mm. that sort of thing. But no, it, it'll just be a question of how are you feeling? Are you taking your medicines? Are you taking folic acid? We give you a prescription. Mm -hmm. But unless you complain of bleeding or pain, I don't think you would be expected to be examined in the first 12 weeks, the first trimester. Great. That will relieve a lot of people because sometimes I think it prevents people from actually going there in the first place thinking that oh, what's going to happen? I have to have all these examinations. But knowing that that's not going to happen at all, you're just going to go in, have your checks, have your blood pressure checked and have all everything else checked. Why would they be checking blood pressure? I think it's just, just a general health um, mm. screen. Some places do do it to make sure that you are actually you know, you're well. Some places actually don't do it. It's very dependent. It's very dependent on the practice that you go to and what their mm -hmm. protocol is. You don't usually have to record a blood pressure and you don't usually get your maternity notes before 10, 12 weeks anyway. So the first blood pressure that usually tends to be on there is your 10, 12 week blood pressure that's recorded. Mm -hmm. So the practice nurse or the GP might just do a blood pressure or just ask you how you're feeling generally, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not an essential criteria. So don't worry if they haven't done it. They haven't missed out an important element of your care. Okay, great indeed. So they're trying to get like a baseline, I suppose, exactly. and, and know what, what you're like, uh, etc. And then this is filled in onto a book. It, it used to be like a green book. Is it still the same? It, it In some places, there is still a green book. Mm -hmm. And um, it's quite, th well, it's not a thick green book, but it has lots of pages and lots mm -hmm. of pages that have explanations about things as well. Mm -hmm. um, some of the hospitals in the West Midlands have moved to a blue and white book. And some of them, that's an A4 size. So that's like a normal page. Oh, um, and some good. have actually moved to a smaller book. So it's um, a foldable book and yeah. that's an A5 size. So it's it's got the information compressed within it. Mm. Uh, most of the hospitals are trying to go paper light, so go electronic. And mm. with that, you'll find that the amount of handheld notes you probably have to carry is less because the information is easily accessible between the community midwives and between the hospital. Mm -hmm. So you might have a front sheet that has printed information about your um, yourself, some history about your medical problems um, or the lack of medical problems and your well-being mm -hmm. um, and just some general information who lives with you, you know, do you smoke, drink, etc., etc. Um, but that might be stapled on the inside and then any appointments and scans. Um, but some places do have a blue and white book. Some places have a smaller A5 book which is with a purple cover mm -hmm. and some places have still got the green book. So unfortunately at the moment it's slightly variable. Okay, okay, but you'll be giving a book or yes, some, sort of, some sort of record. Mm. And is it still important to carry that around with you? Oh, yes. I mean, I cannot stress this mm. enough. Um, it literally has to be, if anything, the only thing you carry around in pregnancy with you. Mm. Um, you know, leave it in the car, leave it somewhere where you know you're going to be taking it around. Mm. It's crucial, not just 
at the end, mm. but from the first trimester. So mm. your health records, your maternity appointments, your visits, everything that happens within them can be updated. Alhamdulillah, now because we are paper light and we have the electronic records, mm-hmm. we aren't having to rely so much on the green notes that patients used to bring. We have some sort of record anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think for patients to be able to take home in the event of an emergency, absolutely crucial. Mm, good, good to have that with you. So good advice to to parents out there. Please uh, bring that with you in all places where you're going. Um, and in that book, you said there's a lot of explanations. I can remember reading it at one time. There's, there's lots of lots of information in there. Are our parents, our mums and dads expected to know this information? The Green Book, um, the one that obviously used to be more commonly available. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think the information in there is applicable to parents. Um, and partners, family. So it's it's in a very, very easy language for people to understand the important things like screening tests and what to expect uh, with um, testing for certain infectious diseases mm. and, you know, what certain things mean. So it's very... It's very applicable and it's a good book to have knowledge of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not a very many pages. But yeah. yes, if you do have a green book, mm-hmm. I would suggest if you're sitting down in an evening, just, you know, flick through it and read it with a cup of tea. And you mm-hmm. can always ask your midwife or health professional about anything you're concerned about. Very good. Good indeed. We, we mentioned their dad's parents. And I was just yeah. thinking, um, do dads go along to the first visit in the GP and our health practitioner? You don't necessarily need to. I think obviously some some dads want to because mm. it's a first appointment. But as such, you don't have to because you won't be able to see the baby. It's still too early. Mm. Um, usually you find that at the first scan between 10 and 12 weeks, we get, you know, the, the couple together, mm. um, the, the husband, wife or the partners together. And mm. that's um, when they come because they get to see their baby for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the first time you'll see the dads, really. Mm-hmm. Um, some parents, you know, some parents as a couple go to the first appointment, but mm-hmm. it's just a bit of a check and, a, OK, you're pregnant. Congratulations. Let's get you into the system. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, it's dependable. If you'd like to go, please, by all means, go. You mm-hmm. know, there's no harm to it. Mm-hmm. And it's lovely for the lady, isn't it, to have a husband along? It is. It's good support there. Indeed, it is very nice and very exciting for a lot of couples. You know, if they're waiting for this baby to waiting for this pregnancy and then know that okay they are pregnant it's lovely to, to see them coming along like that and get that support together Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. and it may be that uh, of course if English is not her first language you may need somebody with her uh, in that case who's best to go with her if if that's the case uh, from your experience is it her husband or is it another woman what would you think is best would you recommend anybody I think if English isn't the first language it's it's ideal to have an interpreter with mm-hmm. the lady. Okay. Um, so it's usually the hospital or the community midwife or health professional who will have an interpreter there. We sh- we ideally shouldn't be using relatives to oh, interpret okay. mm-hmm. um, just because it can sometimes um, we can get messages lost in translation mm-hmm. or you know it's something that maybe the person who's with them doesn't want to pass on the message doesn't get through we don't know about mm-hmm. it so it can create quite quite a lot of ethical problems mm-hmm. um, but obviously if the husband wants to go that's fantastic because they're in this together as mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. sometimes the husband isn't available and the sister or the sister-in-law mother-in-law go through or sometimes even a you know a relative or a friend or a neighbor goes mm-hmm. so it's very variable um, but yes I would say if you know, if you can't speak English or you find English a difficult language to converse with, mm. take someone with you. Mm. Someone there is better than no one there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good advice indeed. So you're filling in all of this information. You have taken maybe the pulse, blood pressure. You've 
maybe look at somebody's height and weight or, or no? That tends to come usually with the 10 to 12 week um, appointment with the midwife. Um, okay. So at that point, you're going through making a growth chart for the lady for her for her pregnancy as such. Okay. And the information for the growth chart comes from the first scan. So the first visit at the GP or yeah. in primary mm. care isn't as crucial probably as the first appointment in the hospital or with the scan. Um, because what will happen is they will scan the lady at that point and measure the baby from head to bottom to mm. see how long the baby is. Mm. And according to that, estimate how many weeks the pregnancy is. Mm. And from that, give you a due date. And mm. on hospital notes, you'll see it written as EDD. So estimated mm. due date, mm-hmm. estimated delivery date. It, it's, mm. it's written as EDD. Mm-hmm. And that will give you, that will tell people this is when my baby is due. Okay. Um, mm. So that's the appointment that's really the crux because... At that point, the midwife will take the information of her due date and put it into a chart, uh, into a computer to create a chart to say that, right, these are when your weeks will be. And most pregnant women who actually have a chart will recognize what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's an A4 sheet, which basically has got like an X, um, X axis and a Y axis. Mm-hmm. The X axis, the one at the bottom that goes across left to right, has number of weeks. Mm-hmm. And the Y axis has um, kind of the weight of the baby. Mm-hmm. And it's what we're estimating in terms of the baby's weight throughout the pregnancy. Oh, wonderful. So is there something between the f- initial first visit and then the scan? Usually not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they usually have one because you might have the first visit um, with mm-hmm. the GP who knows you're pregnant. You might have one in the interim with a midwife who mm-hmm. then books you in for a scan. Um, but they will be more cursory in terms of how you how you're doing. OK, welcome to uh, well, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the maternity system. But not really. Um, mm. I think it's more of a question of getting you to that first scan. Mm. And the reason is the first scan tells you whether you're having one baby, two babies, mm-hmm. sometimes three babies. Wow. wow. Um, not obviously very likely. Mm. Uh, most women have just one baby. Mm. But it's important for us to tell whether that's a singleton, so mm. a single baby inside, um, how many weeks along she is. And unfortunately, and very, very, um, un- very unfortunately for some couples, sometimes a baby is not alive at that point when mm-hmm. they do the first scan so and that's called a silent miscarriage because no one's really known that's happened mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the baby's just passed away inside mm-hmm. so without that point of a scan it's very difficult to move forward so once we've got that scan we know what what's happening inside mm-hmm. then we obviously go ahead with further scans and management things like that Okay, good, good. Uh, is there any advice before that scan? So we, because we are at the pregnancy six weeks, so between the six and the ten weeks, is there any advice or anything the parents should, um, or the mom specifically should be doing? To um, just um, good health. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, I mean, it, this is the point where nausea tends to kick in. Mm-hmm. So if you're finding it very difficult with nausea, um, morning sickness traditionally it's mm-hmm. called, uh, or sometimes it's daytime sickness. Mm-hmm. I think morning sickness is a bit unfair because you can <laughs> feel really unwell through the day. Yeah. Um, you know, seek help. Um, mm-hmm. Some home remedies as well. People talk about ginger, dry biscuits, dry toast. Mm-hmm. If it's not controlled and you're not keeping water down, then mm-hmm. seek medical advice because you don't want to get dehydrated mm-hmm. and compromise your health and baby's health. Um, just take your normal food, um, gentle exercise like you do, 
and you know enjoy enjoy well, we're going to come back to, to that uh, hyperemesis that excessive vomiting in another session actually we have some health professionals coming in to talk about that so that would be really interesting in a couple of weeks time where we go a bit more deeper into, into people that are suffering really badly so it, it is really enjoy eat well get rest they would be I think some parents too are very very tired in that period they are They've, they tend to say that um, yeah they feel drained as mm. in the they just feel really heavy and lethargic yeah. and they find that it improves in the second trimester so between 12 and 24 weeks they suddenly have this burst of energy mm-hmm. and if you imagine you are literally growing a baby from one and two and four cells into mm. mashallah such an mashallah. amazing little baby mm. so your body's going to be doing a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. very, very common to feel exhausted and tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, take the rest. Sleep early if you need to. Sleep mm-hmm. on the couch <laughs> if you're, um, you know, if you need to. Yeah, just take the rest. Take the rest. And would there be advice around work if that person was working, um, so they can continue working? Maybe not carrying heavy things, but just oh, continue as normal. Yep, absolutely. Um, you can continue doing whatever you're doing as long as it's not labor intensive where you actually, um, you know, say you're working in a shop, lifting mm-hmm. heavy things and stacking them at the top mm-hmm. or where there's potential of injury to your tummy. So you're in contact sports mm-hmm. or you're bungee jumping or mm-hmm. anything that, you know, where there's a potential of injury to you. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, no, you just continue to work as you would. And do. drive because I know some men don't like their wives driving this time thinking that something might happen to them. Nothing. Driving won't, driving will not affect the baby. Babies, mashallah, are very resilient. Mm. Driving won't affect them. Really good indeed. So there's a lot more questions I have in mind that I really want to come back and talk to you after the break um, around that scant period and around as well a topic pregnancy because I've just heard about it. I actually had a conversation with somebody this morning who is um, his wife is in hospital uh, still after having one. So I think people might need to know some of the complications there that could arise and how to identify what they should do, the abnormal things. But the normal things they're saying is everything mostly goes normal normal, enjoy it, take plenty of rest, good diet, lots of fresh air, lovely weather to be with the sunshine out, have walks outside, really nice as well, a bit cold, but nice weather for walking. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, thank you for, for that before the break. So listeners, please do uh, tune in to us after this commercial break, inshallah, where we'll continue talking to Dr. Aisha about pregnancy and the importance of looking after yourself and this, what to expect at each stage of the pregnancy, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> 